Hi, I'm Amy Garber, and I am the host and creator of After School Snack, the podcast. I'm an elementary school teacher who loves people and who loves to talk. I created this podcast to help cheer on my fellow educators and to humor my friends. I'm here to talk with you all about what we go through and how we do life outside of the classroom. This is a stress-free and non-judgment zone where I help you and not feeling alone. This podcast is recorded outside of the school day and at a non-school affiliated location. Any names will be kept private. So grab your after school snack and let's unwind. Hello and welcome to episode four of After School Snack with yours truly, Amy Garber. Um, So it is a Sunday night here. I'm getting ready to kind of, um, you know, pull in for the night to get ready for another week. I was supposed to do this podcast with one of my friends. Um, We've been, you know, juggling through and trying to find the best times that work for each other. And it's just right now, it's just, it's very hard. Um, So we were going to record today and then um, some things came up in our schedules that we were unable to meet. And um, we're going to try to record at a later date. But I thought, you know what? I feel like there are some things that I need to say. And so I'm just going to go at this alone. I'm going to try my first ever podcast episode with just me. Um, So yeah, you get to hear me talk to myself, which I do every day anyways. Um, I am joined, of course, by my main man, Sid. He's laying on the couch next to me. Um, Hopefully you won't hear him tap dancing like you did the last episode. But there could be a little bit of um, some uh, bone gnawing. And then I have my boy Gino hanging out on the on the chair. So we're all here. It's Sunday night, like I said. Um, October, fall is here. We've had some great weather upon us. I'm not going to lie. Um, I am that basic bitch that loves fall. So I want that fall weather. Okay, I don't want to see any more 80-degree weather. I'm done. Give me the 60s. Give me my sweatshirts. Give me my cozy sweatpants and my blanket. That's what I want. I do not want to have to wear dresses anymore to school. I'm tired of wearing Spanx. I just want to be in something comfy. Not saying that I'm going to wear sweatpants and a sweatshirt to school. I can do that when I come home. But I'm just ready for those more cozy clothes. Um, but I mean, it is nice. I mean, there is that, like we went outside for extra recess on Friday and it was just absolutely gorgeous out. Um, and I know we won't be able to do that here in the next couple months, but I'm just ready for fall. I'm ready for that, you know, chilly part about it. And the, the leaves are starting to change and, um, actually funny story. I was looking in my memories from, um, on Facebook from the past years. And this is the weekend that I went on a girl's trip with, um, a bunch of my girls from school and we went to Canaan. And, um, let me tell you, if you do not take, uh, trips with your friends, please start. It is one of the most, it is oh, it's so needed. First of all, like it just gives you something, like something to look forward to. Everybody's stressed at work. 
Um, you know, people have family lives, like they have to take care of their family. They have a, you know, have to take care of their kids, have to run them here, have to run them there. There's hardly any time for people to have for themselves. So if you can take a trip with your girlfriends or guys, if you're out there listening, take a trip with your male friends. Um, so we we were going to Canaan and, uh, it was a blast, probably one of the most beautiful, places I've ever been. Um, I've been a lot of places in the fall, New York City being one of them. I did love um, the, the vibe of the city and the, and the uh, colors, but Canaan and Canaan, West Virginia, you got to go. We, um, we went on lots of walks and we did the trails and we sat outside um, on the porch. We made a fire inside the house we had dinner. Um, I think my, my grandma even shipped us some, um, homemade gnocchis and we had that and we were drinking red wine and it was just amazing. But like one of the things that I did there when I went is, I don't know if you guys know this about me or not, but I am super, super scared of heights. Um, I, don't know if it has anything to do with the fact that like I have wonky ears. Um, my friends are probably laughing right now as I say this because I can't hear for shit. I had, um, I don't know, like maybe like six or seven years ago, I had my eardrum ruptured and I swear to God, I haven't been the same since. Um, I, I was never that person. I used to love going on roller coaster rides, like being in airplanes, like none of that stuff bothered me. And then I had this eardrum rupture and I just haven't been the same. I can't hear. My balance is always off. I'm always tripping. Yes, I fall quite often. If you've seen me fall, you know that it is just hysterical. I do not get upset if I fall. I laugh it off. But um, so anyways, one of my fears is heights. So the first time we went, everybody was going off of this like rock cliff um, and they were getting their picture taken. Gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous view. No, not me. Of course, my, my balance is going. I'm like, oh my God, I could literally stand there and feel myself falling to my death at the top of this mountaintop. I'm like, this is how I'm going to die. And then as I'm thinking about how I'm going to die, I'm standing there watching all of my friends getting ready to die in my head. So yeah, I was a mess. I, I just, I couldn't do it. So the second time I went, I'm like, I'm going to conquer one of my fears. You know why? Because I'm a badass bitch. So I'm going to do it. And I did it. I stood on top of the mountain edge and I, I was very, very careful. I'm sure my friends were probably like ready to jump because... They were, couldn't believe that I was out there, but I did it. I conquered a fear. I was with my very best of friends. I was in the most gorgeous place ever and I did it. I stood there and I let my arms out and I had one of those like <sighs> moments where you let everything go and you put a, put aside your fears and you're just living in this moment of of, of, wow, I just did this. Um, it was, it felt really good. It definitely was one of those moments in life that I was very proud of. Um, I feel like we don't ever really take time for ourselves to have those moments where we 
accomplish something that we might be scared of because of putting ourselves out there like that. But if you ever come across a time when you can do that, do that for yourself. Conquer a fear. I'm telling you, it is life-changing. Um, so yeah, anyways, that, so if you got anything out of that, it's do something that you're scared of and go on a weekend getaway with your girlfriends, whether it's in the summer, the winter, the fall, the spring, I don't care when it is, treat yourself and go get away from your family, get away from your kids, get away from your animals and go. Um, it's, it's just, it's, it's amazing. Um, but back to Sunday here at my house having a little bit of the Sunday blues, um, very normal feeling amongst us teachers and possibly other professions out there. But I know for sure for us, um, it's, it's a little bit harder and, um, you may not understand that, but I'm going to try to explain that to you, um, during today's episode. Uh, one of the reasons why I wanted to do this podcast was I wanted to open up the conversation about mental health. Uh, I'm a big advocate for mental health, um, being somebody that has their own issues. Um, no one's, no one in this world is perfect. Um, I know it's hard for people to open up about their mental illnesses and the tragedies and their adversities that they've had in life. Uh, it's not easy. And, but when you get to that breaking point of, holding it all in and, and being scared to admit about who you are as a person, um, your world changes and you're able to better help yourself and better help those around you. Um, I'd say, uh, I've been, you know, I think I started think seeing a therapist maybe in college or, so, you know, whatever, Um, Nothing really worked for me. I always thought, you know, maybe, um, maybe it's the therapist. Maybe I don't bond with them. Um, So I would stop and then I would feel myself getting down again. And I'm like, what I need to talk to somebody that doesn't know me and that I that won't pass judgment judgment on me. Right. I know that's like everybody's first concern when they go. They're like, oh, my gosh, will my therapist pass judgment on me. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, they will not. And if they do, get up and walk out of the room and find a new therapist. Because when I found my girl, I could have probably gone in there and told her that I think about, like, I don't know, doing terrible things to people. And she'd be like, all right, let's work through this together. You're not a terrible person. Other people in this world do the same thing. And you're like, oh, okay, great. Thank you for not making me feel alone. So find your person, find that therapist out there that's going to get you and understand you and that you're going to be able to sit down on that couch. You're going to be able to take your shoes off. You're going to be able to have a cup of coffee or tea or whatever next to you. And you're going to be able to bear your soul. You're going to be able to let out those things that you need to let out to get help with it. And it's okay to let that out. Let it out. Talk about what's bothering you. Oh, God bless you, Sid. Is that what's bothering you, a sneeze? Um, So anyways, I found my girl. I actually would like to say I probably graduated from therapy, but it helped me so much. It helped me put myself into place to where I needed to be. Not only that, what? 
but I, I'm able to help other people now. So I want to help others with my knowledge that I have gained from my own self-improvement. Am I saying that I'm perfect? No. Am I saying that I can fix myself on the darkest of nights? No, I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is, is I know the steps and I know what to do in order to help myself when I have those days. And I know how I can help other people. So what I'm going to do for you guys today is let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Why? What makes us cry? You know, we are all humans in this together. And let's just say it. It is not easy right now. Life is not easy, especially in the world of education. You know, we're going on year three of of this COVID, you know, who would have ever thought after uh, March 2020 that in October 2021, we'd still be dealing with this. Um, it's a lot. It takes a lot. It changed the way teaching is, and it, it's a lot. So let's talk about it. I found this, this um, I don't know if any of you guys follow Um, Well, there's two people I want to talk about. The first person is, I was listening to this podcast the other day, and um, it's the Hot Mess Express teacher. Uh, She cracks me up. I don't, actually, I don't even think that she's teaching anymore. I feel like she is, is hi, Sid. I feel like she took off um, because she just couldn't do it anymore. Like, she's doing other things. Maybe, like, being a stay-at-home mom. I, I, I don't know. But anyways... She um, introduced me to uh, definitely the world of podcast podcasting, um, but also just mental health, the mental health side of teaching. She said in her latest podcast, now this to me is just wild. Okay, there is a superintendent in Nebraska, and it's called Grand Island Public School District, one of the largest districts, if not the largest, largest. I know it's definitely one of the largest um, school districts. The superintendent. What? Oh, what do you want, Mr. One of the, oh, the superintendent. Sorry, my bad. Sydney got me off track. Actually canceled a day of school for mental health reasons. For mental health reasons. Like, what? Dr. Grover, stand up wherever you are and take a freaking bow. I want to applaud you. Snaps to Dr. Grover. So this is what I, so then I started reading the article. So I researched it and I was like, what is this Dr. Grover lady? Let's see. So she put down in this article that I read, it said, she felt the need to allow her staff to have a mental health day because there was a staff staff shortage, a rise in, hey, I am in the middle of this, sir. Staff shortage, a rise in illness, not necessarily COVID, because guess what, people? There are more illnesses than COVID. Don't get me wrong. COVID is taking over the world. It's awful. Get vaccinated, people. But we can get other things like strep throat and colds. Yeah. So anyways, staff shortage, a rise in illness, probably among the the kids and the teachers, 
and a sense of burnout. Yeah, burnout. So you know what she did? She didn't roll up to the schools and hand them a candy bar or a t-shirt or a pen. She gave them a day off school. Yeah, Sid, a day off school for me and you and Gino to hang out. Can you believe it? Crazy. So if you're a superintendent out there and you are looking to help out your district, that's it. Give us a mental health day because let's get serious. There are not enough subs out there right now. There are not enough subs. Why are there not enough subs? You guess. You tell me. What do you think? I'll tell you right now. Teachers are not appreciated enough. So we don't make the money that we deserve. And we are constantly being bashed. Who wants to go into a field like that? It's very hard. It's very hard. I love what I do. But the problems are real. Okay? Um, So remember that. We are human beings just like every other profession out there. Stop treating us like we are not humans. We deserve to have time. Uh, You know, you think about other workplaces, like, um, you know, they get compensated for a job well done. They get a pay raise. They get this. They get that. No, no, not teachers. No, we just keep getting put back into the ringer for for more and more stuff. And we can't take a... A mental health day anymore because then when we went to take a mental health day we had to worry about finding a sub and then oh guess what no subarinskis so what do we do on our mental health day we worry about what our kids are doing how they're doing it, and all that other jazz we can't even have the time to take for ourselves so maybe that's what's needed i mean Do we need to have a mandated day once every, I don't know, two months? I mean, I know Christmas and holiday, the Christmas holidays coming up and Thanksgiving, but that's another like very stressful time. So maybe in October there needs to be a day or September whenever your superintendent may feel the burnout to just give us a day. Yeah. So I'm going to take a little short minute um, break to get Sid to stop barking. And when I come back, I want to uh, read the reasons why teachers cry in their car after school. Yep. All right. I'll be right back. Okay. And I'm back for my little break. I got Sid outside. Hopefully he can hang out there until I'm done. Um, so let's go ahead and go back to, um, what we were talking about with mental health. So I talked about the hot mess teacher express, how she really introduced me to being okay with talking about mental health as a teacher. Um, another, um, platform for educators, I guess that would be what it's called. It's called the board teachers. Um, and it's, it's hysterical. So they always have really funny um, memes and good quotes and stuff. 
And they, I believe there also is a podcast for them, the board teachers. Uh, yeah, I think there is. So anyways, this is called the 19 reasons why the teacher cried today. Yeah, it's truth. All right, are you ready for number one? TikTok challenges. TikTok challenges. Not only do we have to worry about washing our hands without sinks because the students went in and destroyed the bathrooms, like took sinks and mirrors and soap dispensers out. But now teachers in the like high school, I would high school and middle school, I would assume, because I don't see it in the elementary side, have to watch their backs because we don't know when the slap a teacher challenge will be enacted. Slap a teacher. Get out of here. I mean, what happened to a little R-E-S-P-E-C-T? I can't. I can't even say anything. No. It's awful. Whoever decided to create that, you're you're a terrible person, and I wish nothing but diarrhea on you. Okay? Yeah, diarrhea. I hope you get a really bad case of it, and it just comes pouring out of you on the middle of a date or something important. Yep, I said it. All right, number two. Parent complaints on social media. Oh. <laughs> hmm. The pandemic has created a war against education, and teachers are often the focus. Parents have taken to social media to vent and put us on a blast to the whole freaking community about perceived mistakes. It is now an accepted practice, and it's scary. Mm -hmm. Scary. I must say, like, I am very lucky to not have ever been, like, blasted on social media um I'm gonna say that and then like this week I'll have like somebody out there complaining about me talking about mental health or I don't know because who knows anyways um but I have seen it happen and it makes me freaking sick like what does that make you feel like a bigger person by getting behind your keyboard or getting behind your little screen on your phone and talking shit about your teacher no, you're a freaking coward. Message your teacher and, and say it to their face. Because there's a 99% chance that what you're complaining about on Facebook actually isn't even the truth. And you're getting yourself all crazy about a situation that didn't even happen. So now this person and that person and this person and that person's uncle and cousin and best friend are now all involved. And they're bashing a teacher for something that didn't even happen. Yeah. Stop. And you know what? If I ever saw it on Facebook from one of my parents, I would call them. I would say, hi, let's talk about this. Unfortunately, it seems like you can't, but I want to talk about this because my name does not need to be out there. No, that is not me. I am not that type of teacher. Do not put my name out there on social media. Talk to me. I guarantee you, your problems will be solved. Stop going to social media 
about everything. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. And you're just hurt. You're just... I shouldn't say nobody cares. That's terrible. I'm going to actually go ahead and uh, uh, that back because we are talking about mental health. So people do care, right? Okay. People care, but you're just putting a bad strain on the relationship that you are going to have with your kid's teacher. Like, why do you want that? I mean, I would never hold it against the kid, but you don't know who would. Just call just, just just call it the teacher. We'll talk. End of that. Number three, toxic positivity. Mm. Yes, there are many toxic concerns involved with teaching nowadays. We are made to feel like pointing them out should not be in our wheelhouse because let's say it together. Ready? Everybody say it together. We are in it for the kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are in it for the kids or else we wouldn't be in it. But let's get real. We have to talk about our concerns. I mean, we're not just like, like what's the word I even want to use? We're not um, blow up dolls. (laughs) Blow up dolls. Okay, that took a turn. Number four, admin shouts, practice self-care while shoving another mandate down our throats. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. Practice self-care and then, you know, we just have meeting after meeting and do this new thing, do that new thing. That's pretty hard. Number five, programs changing every year. Yeah. Yep, that's what we're going through right now. We have our um, new curriculum, and it's just a lot. It's a lot. Uh, Number six, physical violence toward the teacher. Teachers are getting hit, spit on, and pushed. Extreme behavior is on the rise, and we need some severe, I'm sorry, not severe, extreme and immediate consequences. Severe behavior should not be brushed off and students sent back to the classroom after 10 minutes in the admin office. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I mean, I, I'm not gonna lie. We see it and actually one of my teacher friends just got like her arm was all messed up because a kid was like pinched her so hard that she was raw on her arm. But, like, that's not okay. That is not okay. These kids need major consequences. Number seven, not enough prep time. Yeah. Our prep time is now being taken up by meetings, subbing for other classes, duty or conferences. We have no time to actually prep. This means we must take hours of work home and we burn out. Yeah, I don't take work home. Nope. I leave it at school. I'm not doing it. Nope. Number eight. Coming home emotionally and physically spent and then having to take care of the needs of our own kids and families. Exactly. Like, I 
say this all the time. I have no idea how people have children and husbands or like wives and you are a successful teacher because I have none of that. I literally just have to come home and take care of myself and my two animals, which the one is self-sufficient. He pees in a box and my other one is the happiest person alive and I just have to like give him love. It is so freaking hard. It is so hard. I I don't know how you people raise families. Like, congratulations. You are the most spectacular people I've ever met in my life. You deserve a raise. You deserve a vacation every month. Like, I can barely get my ass off the couch to go work out after school. It is such a struggle. And you guys are, you know, listening to your kids talk at home and listening to your spouses. Like, no, mm-mm. this is why I'm single. This is absolutely why I'm single because if I had to come home and talk to somebody, no, it wouldn't happen. So kudos to you guys. Congratulations. You, you get a medal. Um, number nine, bearing the responsibility of having to get a child that is two grade levels behind on grade level. Yep. We know what the pandemic did. It's a lot of stress. We are constantly worried about whether or not we're going to be able to catch these kids up. It's so hard. So hard. Number 10, being belittled for test scores. Yep. I do not have to worry about test scores in first grade. Um, I tell my third and fourth and fifth grade friends at our school, I don't know how they do it. They're special people. Um, You know, we all have our challenges theirs would definitely be the stress of testing. Um, You cannot, as a teacher, help how your children perform on tests. Like, I was not a good test taker. I did not do well on standardized tests. It had nothing to do with my teachers. It had nothing to do with what my family did for me at home. I had a great home life. I I read, read, read my whole life. That's all I did was read and do amazing in school. But I could not, for the life of me, take a test. It just something, something got in my head. I don't know. Number 11, teacher baiting. Yes, this is actually a thing. Students secretly record the teacher after baiting them into reacting or saying something of a political nature. This destroys careers and lives. Wow. Wow. Shame on these kids. I mean, (laughs) this is, I guess, when I'm happy I don't teach in the high school. Number 12, no bus drivers. So kids are coming late to class or missing the whole class and parents are mad at us. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. I remember, what was it? Um, I think it was like a couple weeks ago. Like, one of our buses had to pick up kids, take them home, and then come back and get another set of kids for, like, a different route because the bus bus driver shortage is so bad. Awful. Number 13, toxic teachers. Whether it's telling on you to the administration or stealing your parking spot or special lunch in the teacher fridge, toxic teachers can leave you feeling well. 
hangry. We all have them. I'm sure everybody's thinking about who their toxic teachers are right now. Stop being toxic. Be nice. (sighs) Number 14, dealing with student trauma. Suicides, abuse, and neglect. We don't have psychology degrees or training, but we are expected to know how to solve all the problems in order to help students to learn. Kind-hearted teachers often agonize over the issues their students face. This is so true. So true. I have, every year, I have that one kid, sometimes two, where I go home and it literally makes me sick to think of what they are going home to and the challenges that they have to face. It's awful. I wish this on no one. That's terrible. Number 15, power-hungry administration. There are many in control that abuse it. They write teachers up for not following their lesson plans exactly. What? Or poor behavior management the day before a winter break. Ew. Ew. Are there principals out there that do that? Jesus. I am so glad I don't have one of those. Micromanaging administrator. Nope. You could, If you're going to write me up because I don't go off of my lesson plans, then you have no clue what teaching is about because there are things that come up through the day and we feed off of it and we do, maybe we're learning about space and then the next thing you know, we're talking about whether or not humans can live on Mars and someplace else. I don't know. I'm just talking. I don't even know what I'm saying right now because that just, I mean, I'm speechless. As you can see, I didn't even make sense of what I was trying to say. No, 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 no. Moving on. Number 16, following a scripted curriculum. Uh, yeah, no, I'm skipping over that one because, um, There is no administrator that's going to tell me to follow a scripted curriculum. Nope, nope. Number 17, teacher pay. This is, this is huge. This is huge. Some of us can make it without working second jobs. Many of us can't. Simple economic principles of supply and demand should be applied to the teacher shortage. Simply pay us our worth. I know we would be millionaires. We would. The things that we do, and we do it from our hearts. Living paycheck to paycheck is not fun. So if there's anybody out there that's like listening to me and they're like, wow, I feel really bad for her. She's teacher broke. Yeah, you, what do you, whatever you want to do to give me some extra money, I'm here for it. Number 18, no subs. Yep, no subs. No subs. I've had to cover... Um, because I have a student teacher, like, I can't even tell you the amount of classes. Like, I'm not mad about it because that's, like, I want to make sure that I can help out when needed. But then there are times when I'm like, why? Why do I have to do this? Because, you know, my number one priority right now is my classroom. And I want to help out my student teacher to make sure she's being the best person that she can be yet 
I have to go and worry about another class. It's just too much. Too much. We need some subs. Number 19, the last and final one. Unrealistic expectations. We get these from everyone. Parents who think their child is the only one in the classroom. Administration who think we can handle anything. Students who feel we are responsible for whether they learn or not. Ourselves who think we should be everything to everyone. Mm-hmm. That hit. That hit hard. Ourselves who think we should be everything to everyone. Wow. That is, that is huge. So, do we cry a lot? Yep. Are we weak human beings because of it? Nope. We care about people and especially our students, but the systematic abuse of teachers has to stop. The mass teacher exodus that we see now will only get worse if things don't change. So, let's 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 change. You know, how can we change this after listening to this? You know, if you're maybe you're not a teacher, and, you know, you're listening to this, how can you help? What can you do to help us? Um, you know, it's, it's tough. And there are many days where um, we all feel like we can cry in our car. Um, if you do feel like you need that extra help, reach out. Reach out to somebody. Um, like I've said before, I hope every teacher or working professional out there has a work best friend or or work best friends um, please reach out talk to somebody let them know how you're feeling um, even if you don't feel like you can go to your boss or your administrator um, reach out to that person who um, cares and I'm here to tell you I'm one of them so if you know me and hopefully you trust me um, come talk to me. I've been through it and hopefully I can guide you in the right direction on how to better yourself during all this. Um, I can tell you this, I can't ever see myself in a profession other than education, especially, um, with my littles, but it's got to get better. It's got to get better out there. We have to stop dehumanizing teachers. Um, we're people too. Uh, the other day I, this is going to be the last thing I say, and then I'm going to, I'm going to, um, wrap up, but I, um, I took my kids out for a little neighborhood walk. It was the first, first week of fall it was gorgeous out. I thought, you know what? I want to teach my kids how to be good humans. So I told them we were going to make cards for our neighborhood we were going to tell them happy fall, like make them nice pictures, knock on their doors, greet them, tell them hello. So we went out. I took all of my students all by myself out on a walk through the neighborhood. It was wonderful. The kids were amazing, of course. People love the cards. And then just when you're on that high, somebody's got to bring you down. There was a phone call that was made to the school. As I'm walking my kids in, telling them that there was a teacher with her students 
and she was on her phone while her kids were just running around. Hmm. Well, I'm here to tell you that's, that, that, that's not what happened. And uh, was I on my phone? Yeah, I was. I was on my phone. You know what I was doing on my phone? My phone was in my pocket. The whole time I safely walked all of my children around two streets, I came back in front of the school and wanted to double check to make sure that I didn't have any messages. Were my kids running around? No, they were on the sidewalk. Were they all right directly behind me? No, no, they weren't. Was I worried that something was going to happen to them? No. You know why? Because we were on school property and we were safely getting ready to walk into the building. But that person had to call and tell on me. Like, what? They didn't say my name, so they didn't know who I was. And I'm like, you know, you saw one little, you saw one little snip, one little snip of my day. And it was the minute I walked into school, I was checking to make sure I didn't have any messages from parents because my phone was tucked away in my pocket the whole walk to make sure that when my kids were getting ready to pack up, I didn't have any other early dismissals or dismissal changes. So congratulations. If that made you feel so much better in your day to call the school and tell them that I was on my phone. Wow. Yet again, diarrhea. I wish you nothing but diarrhea. You have no idea what I have done all day. Like we are people. We are on our phones. We, believe it or not, that's how parents communicate with us. So stop and think before you dehumanize anybody. Stop, especially stop and dehumanize. Stop dehumanizing teachers. We are people. We go to the bar. We have a drink. We go to the pool and wear a bikini. Yep, we do. Guess what? We have bodies too. And we can wear whatever we want outside of the school system. Stop making it seem like we are not real people. We are. Okay? Just like we treat everybody else out there in the world as real people. All right. And rant. I hope I didn't lose any followers after this podcast all by myself. So let me know what you think. And I hope everybody has a great has a great week and enjoy the middle of October. Get out there and enjoy the weather. Hopefully those cool fall days will be coming up. I love you all and please remember to take care of yourself and thank a teacher. Oh yeah, be kind. <laughs>